Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lessons of the Woods by Ten Point White Tails. And we are recording this at 8 o'clock in the morning and been up since 7. So if we're ridiculous, let it slide. Uh, but we are in person here at my little three-eighths of a studio that I have set up here. It doesn't look like it though on camera, but it is. And we are here, and I am your host, Dylan Porter, and with me I have our co-host, Kyle Weber, and we are not at all prepared for what we're about to do, which is just record a podcast, because what have we done the last couple of days, Kyle? <clears throat> well, uh, <laughs> we've been collecting dough urine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've wrangled up a bunch of excited fawns. Mm-hmm. We've wrangled up a bunch of excited does. Also true. And uh, helped out a nice yearling buck. I wasn't feeling the best. The best. Um, but it's been 14, 16 hours of farm life yeah. Um, yeah. at your dad's, which has been fun. and uh, New experiences all around for you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's been, uh, yeah, so the last couple of days... Kyle came up to help on the deer farm at my dad's, and uh, dad just needs a little bit of help at this time of year, and Kyle is hired man for how long this fall? Hunting season. Hunting season, okay, <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, that's what we've been up to the last couple of days, collecting the fresh frozen dough urine, so if anybody wants some, uh, I can maybe put the link in the show notes or something like that. But either way, go to Steve Porter's Trophy Whitetail on Facebook, and we should hopefully be able to find it from there. Uh, but yeah, so we've been busy. Ex- exposure therapy for Kyle is what this has been because he, uh, he's got issues when it comes to deer. So a little bit of exposure therapy, hoping to overexpose you to white-tailed deer. So you back off a little bit. It could, it, we could, it could go backwards. I could double down then. You could. I could just go flat out deer farm, you know. You, 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 you very well could. But, uh, we've been kind of slacking on the podcast. Yeah, summer has been nuts. What are you been doing? Well, for the first time in my life, I got a full-time job that I'm not working for myself. Employed. I'm employed by somebody else. I've been (laughs) full-time doing all my own things forever, but got a full-time job with an employer. Uh, That kicked off in June, so adjusting to that, trying to get my house sided and got a few other projects that we're working on that we're not ready to make public yet uh but that's all been keeping us extremely busy and uh kyle you've had some changes in your life yeah <laughs> just a couple yeah um we uh ended up packing up and moving about 20 minutes away into our cabin that prior to that we completely gutted and remodeled and made it basically brand new i still am not finished and my siding's not done but uh um, going full time self employed, which has been crazy busy but good. It's been. Um, I have I've missed most of our meetings on Tuesday nights. Uh, we haven't been able to do podcasts just because it's like I go finish one task at three and then I go do another one till about eight. Um. But, we got some. Exciting news on what's end. I think. It'll probably kick off when we have more information and or can spill the beans. But uh, we've got exciting news at Whitsend Ridge right before hunting season. 
hunt season's like two weeks away. Yeah, bow season I think starts September eighth here in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, um, I put it on my calendar because like I should know that. We've been working on a couple other food plots and some other properties, um, getting them ready, planting. We did fall planting. We did you know last one of our last podcasts prior to the break was frost seeding with Jason Say, and I think he's coming back to join us um, to talk about fall plantings. But we did all the fall plantings. Um, now it's just, uh, rain and sun and, uh, we've been slacking in Northern Wisconsin for rain where we went from last year, one of the snow, one of, if not the snowiest winter to, uh, one of the driest summers. We've been insanely dry up here too. But call it, call it luck, but we, we did a lot of frost seeding of clover mm-hmm. and we had clover from last year that was maturing this year and uh the food plots at wits end look great because because of that i mowed twice did one spraying for weeds but uh we basically if you cut if you cut the big food plot in fourths um in quarters one half of it is newly planted annuals Mm -hmm. one quarter of it is the clover that we didn't mow and one quarter of it is what we did mow and uh, that was like three weeks ago two weeks ago now you look the cut clover is as tall as the uncut clover it just it just grows back so clover handled it handled the drought really well luckily mm-hmm. and you know august has been a lot of cool nights so we've had a lot of um dew and that dew does do a huge amount for for plants so and clover holds so much moisture and it was established so the soil retained had a lot of retention of yeah. moisture rather than you know freshly tilled stuff that had hard pack and stuff like that yeah um, so we went Ridge is doing fine um considering the drought we built some more plots built another pond at a different chunk of property um it's been crazy but you know coming up here we'll be up here doing some hunts steve's got a ton of big deer out there um, we were driving through the yearling pen and that it's just insanity. What, what he's got in there. Um, Mr. Was it 32 or 36? I, don't know. I think it was 32 when we got him out of there. Cause he wasn't feeling well. He, he was not the biggest one and he scored approximately. So in, so back it up a little bit. Dad has a pen full of yearlings and yearling bucks. We try to keep them safe on the deer farm, keep them healthy and keep an eye on them because yearlings are. I, Kyle has learned this weekend that deer are dumb and borderline <laughs> suicidal. They are just they they will find any way to hurt themselves if they can. But on a deer farm, we have to do things a certain way. So when we go when we were out looking at the yearling bucks, we were looking for one that had previously had an abscess tooth. And it's an eight acre pen. You can idle around on the forelord, but if you get off and talk, they all run away and go crazy, and they're gonna hurt themselves. But in this area, eight acres, if we idle slowly, we can get a decent look at them, you know, 20, 30, 40 yards at the closest. You're looking through binoculars, and we're trying to find this one that had previously had an abscessed tooth just to make sure he's okay. Dad had been treating the pen with antibiotics. He should have been fine. And we see this other buck laying down, which it's summer, it's hot, they're all laying down, but he lets us get closer than usual. He gets up and runs away and immediately lays down again, which is concerning. 
And then we drive around to look at him again because he had, we thought it might be the one with the abscess, but he also had a little bit of busted tines. And we get up closer to him and uh, we take a peek at him. And he lets us get up closer again than he should. And he is kind of squinty-eyed, which is weird in the shade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right now because we, <laughs> we just woke up. Uh, we were going to do podcasts yesterday, but we worked until 1030. Uh, and then he fluffed his hair up on end, which is also odd when it's like 90 degrees out. So he wasn't feeling well. He let us get too close. So we went back to the shop, informed Dad. Dad said, hey, we should probably... He probably got an antler infection with those broken tines. So, and this is the 26th of August. Today's the 27th. We'll probably put this out on Friday, which will be whatever day that is, because I don't have that kind of capacity for brain power this morning. And uh, so we went out to where this buck was at, or tried to find him again with a dart gun. We're going to put him to sleep. So we got, we got to save his life. If we don't do this, he's going to die. So we got to go dart him, put him to sleep, cut his antlers off, and then we'll pull him out of that pen, give him a place to recover. Uh, so we go back out there, and this is eight acres. And it's not like thick woods, because this is a pen for, you know, it's either for storage of deer or breeding pen, something along those lines. So it's normally set up so we can see the deer pretty easily to make sure nothing's going wrong. How long did we drive a four-wheeler around that pen, just the two of us, trying to find this deer for the third time? Two and a half hours? Two On hours? eight acres. It, <clears throat> a whole, it took the whole whole afternoon to find this buck. We drove around in circles and circles, and it's like, well, he, there's not a lot to hide behind. There's four-foot-tall sawgrass that you can drive through, and we drove through a lot of it, and milkweed. Can't find him. And uh, finally, we're almost ready to give up, go do a different project that we need to work on. We'll check on him again in the evening. Finally, one of the other people out there with us drove right next to him. Yeah, that was the biggest problem was he he wasn't feeling well, so he wouldn't get up unless he was like, unless he absolutely had to. So we drove by him three, four, five times. And since he's not moving, you don't notice him. Mm -hmm. He is in, in in the grass. You can't clearly see him. But he was within five feet of the trail. So, yep. um, but he wasn't feeling good. So he let us drive by all those times and never just, even turned his head. Yep. Yep. So he he finally, we finally tried to get him. Shot the first dart. Thought I had a clear shot, and I hit a blade of grass. Bounced over him. And Darts are not accurate. They're not powerful. It's yep. it's more of just like a throwing a thumbtack at somebody. That's actually not a bad example because it's. I took a few practice shots, right? And it's it's a twenty-two caliber blank that powers the dart. And over over a 10-foot difference, there's a 12-inch variance in height. Yeah. And that's at 10 to 20 yards. I mean, it's it ain't it ain't a very powerful weapon. But you don't want it to be a powerful weapon because you don't want to hurt them. And we can turn the power up on this dart gun, but if you do turn it up all the way, it'll put a hole through a 55-gallon drum under 60 yards, and we don't want that. Yeah. So we hit a blade of grass, deflected the dart, go get a new dart, push, get the buck to stand up this time. I thought I could get him laying down, which would be just the best, least stress for him. Chased him around a little bit, I mean like another 50 yards before he stood still and let us get another shot at him. He went to sleep, loaded him up, brought him back to the shop, and now he's in velvet. We cut his antlers off, treated his, the, the bases appropriately so he doesn't get an infection load him up on antibiotic uh 
and then gave him the reversal, put him somewhere safe, checked on him a few hours later, and he's heads up, he's feeling fine. Yeah. Well, he's more doing or less. And he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be on the mend. Yeah. As far as if we'd have left him out there, he might have died. So he probably would have died that night, just because antler infections take him so quick. And now it, we're I mean it's the twenty seventh of August today. He should be done. But there's just enough blood flow left where he's pulling the infection out of the tips of his antlers and bringing it back down. Uh, but then Kyle and I sat down and scored him, and at a year and a half in pretty good velvet, he scored 195 inches. So if you give him a 5 to 10 inch variance out for the velvet, that's a stud of a yearling buck. And he is not the biggest one out there. There's some there's some guys out there that are substantially. So you know there's well over 200 inches. Yep. You know. It's cra- it's it's crazy, and, and the strength of these deer, not even just, not even just the little fawns that we were wrestling around, and, um, and, and by little fawns, that just like forty to fifty pound yeah, fawns. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's, it's August; they're but, not like babies. But, but they're they're fifty pounds of pure muscle. I mean, they're all muscle, and they're terrified. So they they want to, you know, they want to get out of there. They don't like being chased around or pushed, or they don't like the four wheel. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh. They're they're tough animals, and and if a buck's going against his natural thought process of run, you know he's doing really really bad. So yeah, uh, and and that's the thing with deer. If and what we always try to do, or what we like to do, is see what we what we learn on a deer farm viewing deer. How do we apply that as hunters? And the biggest thing to take away from this last weekend is if if you can see a deer's not feeling well, he's almost dead already yeah, he's he's beyond what he's not just not feeling good he's he's borderline gone yeah so and i mean we talked about a deer that we see in the wild not on the farm but had its, had its guts hanging out intestines from from wolves or coyotes chewing yep. out of and a little yearling buck and his intestines are hanging out yeah, and we're like oh he might survive that's just how tough these things are yep. so um, it's not a ton of intestines but he's he, he, they've been hanging out long enough where they've black turned black and dried up if our intestines were hanging out We'd be borderline gone. Mm-hmm. So these mm-hmm. these animals are tough. Um, it's been fun. I, I mean, it's long days, but it's uh, getting the whole aspect, cutting antlers off, wrangling a year length, wrangling fawns, getting mm-hmm. the does in, collecting doe pee. Uh, the three rules I figured out were when when you're cleaning up the stalls is don't breathe with your mouth open. Nope. Don't eat any chocolate covered raisins. Nope. And don't bite your fingernails. Nope. Yep. So I'm, I'm on the I'm on the right track with. He's a fast learner, guys. I mean, we're we're getting there. I can tell you exactly what doyurin tastes like, and I'm not. That, there's reasons why. And it's all things everybody has to learn. But luckily, I'll be I'll be up here more often, and me and Dylan are going to have more time committed to each other. So we're going to be able to do a bunch of podcasts. Hopefully, um, we're going to have a few repeats. Maybe Jason Say mm-hmm. from Field Days. He's got a lot of stuff going on, and I, I look forward to hearing his fall update. He just did his episodes for Field Days podcast. I would recommend that to anybody that wants to check it out. Check out that with with food plots itself. Uh, Jared said he would join us. Mm-hmm. Um, Outdoor X. Yep. So it'll be. And it'll, I, I did get a hold of the Haunted guys, and they said they give him a call. He might be able to join us. Maybe one, maybe all four. Sure. But uh, we'll see if we can get them on board. Yep. And it's it, we're going into fall, so we're going to have lot, lots of fun deer hunting stuff to talk about. Yep. So. Yep. So Kyle's going to be staying more or less either at my house or dad's house or somewhere in between. 
for several weeks, and prime bow season kicking off. Hoping we can get some bow hunting in, in addition to the hunt guided hunts uh, on Dad's farm, and we'll see if we can get something on the ground. There's been one or two decent bucks on trail cam yeah, out at the land. Yeah, there has. So we'll see. But predators have gotten the best of us again. Uh, so we said we mentioned that yearling buck that's got his intestines hanging out. And yesterday morning we drove to the farm and there was four does in a field, not a fawn with them, which is not good at this time of year. You should have big 50, 60 pound fawns running with the does. And if all the fawns are missing, that's awful. But we did see last night there is one doe on trail cam that's still got twins. So that's, that's good. Uh, but wolves are more common on trail cams now. And it's, it's going to be a long, long winter when we can't do anything about the timber wolves. So yep. it'll, it'll mess up our local deer herd here. Uh, I don't know how bad the wolves are up at your area yet, but it's... Yeah, my area is okay, honestly. I mean, you get a, you get occasional picture of a coyote, you get occasional picture of a bobcat. <clears throat> Occasionally, I, I mean, maybe four times a year you hear about a wolf mm-hmm. that's going to be seen on the road or, or on a trail camera. You go north of me though, then it gets it gets pretty bad. Yeah, so, close towards the lakes. Yeah, and and I mean here, I mean it's eerie just to walk through the woods. Mm-hmm. Knowing there's this many predators. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. No, and if, if you guys go back and look at some of the videos I did this winter or February slash March, there is wolf tracks everywhere out on my dad's, just all over the place, and it's 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 tough, but. Instead of being Debbie Downers, we're going to cut this episode pretty quick here. We're sitting at about 20 minutes, which is probably our shortest episode ever. But we got to go pour up dough urine. But I will intro. say... Intro. Just, it's just the intro. It's just so. the intro to this fall season. I will say we got a couple of big things in the works. Hoping to be able to make those public in the next month or so. And, uh, yeah, so keep your ear to the ground, guys, because it's, it's going to go down. And in a good way. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and it's all it's it's all about hunting and mm-hmm. you know being able to do what you want on your land and benefit from deer deer hunting and to help the deer and to help the deer. So it's just been kind of a, our advocacy at this point is not just hunting them but taking care of them. Taking care of them. So I think that's honestly the thing we've pushed the most is take care of your deer. Yeah, right. Take care of your deer. But before we beat a dead horse. Because that's all we ever do on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to let it, let you all go, but thanks for checking in. Unless Kyle's got anything else he wants to add, but we kind of got to get nope. get cruising. We got to go collect some dough urine. If you want dough, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> if you'd like to order some dough urine, go to Steve Porter's Trophy Whitetails Facebook page. Under there, there's a bunch, bunch of links to videos or website or Dylan's contact yep. to order some. We are only going to collect as much as we collect. Once it's sold out, it's gone. Yep. Um, do we have a special bottle? We do. We actually, for the first time in a very long time, collected a couple of, maybe two bottles of buck urine. <coughs> Excuse me. We're both dying this morning. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, Going to be very limited supply because we just don't usually collect off bucks. But with the situation we had with this yearling, it's just something we did. Yeah. If you want some buck urine, it's going to be limited supply on the website. Hopefully, I get that up there by the time this episode posts. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that website is porterwhitetail.store. So it's porterwhitetail.store, not porterwhitetail.com, because we had to build a new website. That's a whole thing. Um, but if you go, I'm hoping to get a link on the regular 
website as well that'll take you to this page. So porterwhitetail.com, hopefully there's a link there under the Doe Year page to send you to porterwhitetail.store. Otherwise, you can find it on Dad's Facebook page. Yep, so it's what, 30, bu- 30 bucks a bottle. 30 bucks a bottle. 10 bucks to ship. Yep. As many as you can fit into a... Small, uh, large bubble mailer through the post office. Yeah, so you might as well get five. Yep, five is what fits in that envelope, so if you get five of them, I'm not even at all certain what I have on the pricing for that at the moment because my brain is uh, mush. So, anyway, check it all out, guys. We're done with the infomercial. Uh, <laughs> we're not sponsored by either Coca-Cola or Bang, but that is probably what's keeping us alive this morning, and we will see you guys hopefully next week if we can get our poop in a group and <laughs> our peeing bottles and all that good stuff. So we'll see you guys soon. 